Welcome to the Your Next Best Step podcast, where it's all about real experiences, real lessons, real hurdles, and everything in between. I'm Teresa Cantley, and I'm bringing you over 20 years experience in business, leadership, and marketing to help you shift out of your corporate thinking and into being an entrepreneur so you can maximize your results, build and empower your team, and make a bigger impact. It's time to turn your ideas into innovation, and that's only the beginning. So let's get started. Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Your Next Best Step podcast. I am your host, Teresa Cantley, and today on the podcast, we have a very special guest who I am going to be spilling the tea about (laughs) And my special guest, my very special guest, who we had to go through several sound checks to make sure that his voice was okay, is my husband, Dennis. No middle name, Cantley. <laughs> no middle name. Is that the way you're going to start this? Okay. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Hello, everybody. I am thrilled to be here. Yes. And this is episode 150. Wow. I know. That's like three years of doing this. Yeah, almost, almost. Wow. But yeah, this is episode 150. And I thought, what a better person to be on the podcast but my husband, who we have been together for what, 20, 23 years? It's been 100. It's going on 24. It's like 100. No, it's not. (laughs) Remember, this episode, I'm spilling the tea about you. About me? The whiskey. I'm spilling the whiskey about you. that's better. Okay. (laughs) Yes. So I wanted to bring my husband on. Like I said, we've been together for, oh my. hundred years. Almost a quarter century. It's like a hundred years. Yes. And um, we, I wanted to bring him on today to just talk about all things, um, you know, working together from home because he is now working from home um, due to COVID, which... I'm actually really happy about. Yeah. I initially was happy about it. <laughs> I'm Stop. I'm, no, I'm good with it. I, I I don't mind not having a commute anymore. Yeah, because yeah. your commute, I mean, we live outside of Philadelphia, and the traffic around Philadelphia can be a nightmare. Well, yeah, it's like any other city in the Northeast. It's, uh, you know, it was an hour to work on a good day and an hour home. Right. And so that's two hours of my life. I get back every day. So besides the commute, what did you, what has been the biggest transition for you? Because as I've spoken about on the show before, you are still in corporate America. Um, and, you know, in an, in a, in an industry, the tech industry, software industry, yep. which has all kinds of changes and things that, happen constantly. So what has been, um, and you work for a fairly large company. Um, yes, I do. It's over a hundred thousand employees. Yes. So can I name it? No. Well, you can. Sure. I can. Okay. Yeah. I work for SAP. Okay. So the software provider, uh, we have over a hundred thousand employees and my job at SAP is I lead the infrastructure integration of companies that we acquire. Okay. 
So. so meaning when you acquire another software company, you actually take their network and their computers and anything that they that they use to run their infrastructure and you bring them together. Well, we just, you know, basically roll out our stuff, but yes. <laughs> We're going to bring them together. Yes, we do bring them together. We help them in the transition, ease the transition and, uh, you know, do all those things in order to make them more secure and, and uh, you know, and integrate them into our, our processes and procedures and things like that. So, and all while trying not to break their business. Yeah. So, so what has been working from home, because now you're not commuting to work anymore. Um, so working from home, yeah. what has been the biggest transition for you, but not only for you, for your team, now that everybody is virtual? Yeah, for us, uh, for for me in my position, uh, it wasn't so hard because I was traveling to an office where I basically just went there and got on video conference calls pretty much all day. Uh, most of the people that I work with are not located in the office that I was reporting to. And our, the office that I was going to was in Newtown Square, Pennsylvania, right outside of, of Philadelphia. And there's about there's only about 2,500 employees there. You know, I say that so casually. <laughs> office. But... Uh, and they had the best Christmas parties when they were doing Christmas parties. Yeah, so maybe we'll have one again this year. But uh, but I would go into the office, and there would be a few people in the office that I would work with, uh, you know, directly from time to time. But ninety percent or more of the people that I worked with weren't located in our office, so we were on a conference call anyway. Um, so that was the that was the one thing it, that made the transition for me easier. Um, but the, the, the harder part of it was there was travel involved and all travel stopped and we're still not traveling uh, at this point. So things that where we used to go to an acquired company and we would have meetings with them face to face, that wasn't done. So that portion of it really uh, hampered us in moving forward as quickly as, as we had in the past. So the, the personal interaction is kind of key, especially with, you know, all the, the fears that people in an acquired company have of, you know, whether they're going to have, continue to have a job or anything else. But, uh, you know, that was, that was the harder part of it for Mm -hmm. us. So do you, so, and I, I know, I know the answer to this, but I'd like you to tell people, what did you do as a team I don't want to say as a company, but as your, t- you know, with your team, what have you guys done differently um, to pivot and to also make sure that you're keeping that connection with, you know, the people that you're working with, with the acquired companies, um, as well as the rest of the team, keeping that connection going so that you can keep projects moving, but also you can all still feel connected. Yeah. So what we did in, and I did this very early on, probably within two to three weeks after, you know, they sent us all home the first time in March of 2020 is, uh, I set up a, a, just a regular meeting on Friday afternoons with some of the guys that I would work with, you know, on a, on a routine basis. Cause I did have at the time I had two other team members that I, that 
that I worked with in uh, Newtown Square. One is left, uh, but just had just a regular meeting where we just sat around and, you know, shot the shit. I mean, you know, it was, it was basically... For those of you that have children, uh, <laughs> make sure you put your earbuds in. Sorry. <laughs> but just but just kind of, uh, uh, you know, just keep it in touch from a personal standpoint. And we've been doing that ever since. So it's, you know, and we still do it uh, at, this, at this point now. It's just, you know, keep that personal connection. It's like cameras are on, you know, we can see each other and see where each other's working from home, you know, and so. And, uh, you have you know, the dogs in the background. Yeah, I have the dogs sleeping in the background, you know. And the one snoring. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I've showed, uh, you know, with, with some of the, the people that I work with over in, in Europe, uh, I would show them and with, uh, you know, the cameras after a meeting long series of meetings that I've had and, you know, and the dogs were sleeping in the background. And I said, this is what my dogs think of your meetings. So, you know, <laughs> you put them right to sleep. So. <laughs> I know. And we, everybody gets a good laugh. But, well, know. some of the people that you talk to, some of the people that, and I told you that the one guy that you meet with every week, yeah. his voice is so calming. So on Monday mornings, I have a meeting and sometimes it can get a little stressful and you have a meeting with this guy kind of at the same time. Right. And I'm, I sit there and I purposely will listen to this guy speak because he kind of just like, I don't know, his voice, his voice will put you to sleep too. But, um, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have that problem. Sometimes. And the topic that you're talking about will put you to sleep too. But his voice is very Oh, it, all the stuff that I talk about is very interesting. Very. Not really. No. But, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, like agile transformation. <laughs> speaking Let's of not talking about speaking that. of transformation, what do you think the big transformation is that you've been through, um, kind of over the past two years, over the past year, um, you know, as far as how you see your role, how you see yourself, and just kind of, you know, what you've learned. Well, I mean that's. That's a very interesting question because there's been several transformations that have gone on in the past two years that were not just me, but affected me. Mm -hmm. Okay. So one of them was uh, obviously working from home all the time. You know, it's like I have the, the, like I mentioned before, those two hours a day that I get back that, you know, I start doing things around the house, you know, I can go grocery shopping, you know, instead of taking the hour to drive home. Yes, because you know, I office. hate grocery shopping. Yes, yes. She doesn't go grocery shopping at all. No. So. But, uh, but then, uh, of course, in the middle of all this, there was, uh, a, we were moved from one, you know, manager to another manager. And then there was a manager position open that, you know, uh, we got a new direct team manager. So there's, there's always things that are going on. There's a, I have a saying about SAP. I said, if you don't like the organization, just wait six months, it'll change. But um, it's just, there's been several changes, transformations, those types of things that have happened uh, that were outside of me just, you know, adjusting to working from home all the time, having, uh, you know, that extra time, like I mentioned, being able at lunchtime to, you know, go outside and uh, 
do whatever, get the mail out of the mailbox, you know, or something like that, and, and walk the dogs. Walk the, I, was I mean, say the, walk dogs, the dogs. The dogs are new in the past two years, and and so uh, you know, all of these things have been been changing uh, that type of thing. We've also been going through one of the key terms in uh, software development or key methodologies, I guess, if you want to talk about it, is uh, agile. Uh, so you know, we've we've learned over the past year how to be agile, and they call. Uh, meetings now that are called ceremonies and things like that. So there's this whole different ceremonies. Oh, there's a whole different set of terminology out there. So it's uh, are there participation awards? Uh, no, there aren't <laughs> participation awards. <laughs> but we're supposed to have a daily stand up, which we only have like two days a week. But you know, and that's where you tell everybody else in three minutes or less what you've been doing for the past day or two. So, hmm. but this is. I mean, there's been some good parts about it and some bad parts and, and some adjustment period. And and I'm sure there will be more adjustment. So it's a lot of transformations. Well, and I think from my standpoint, I've seen, you know, I hear the conversations. I see what happens. Whereas before. Are you eavesdropping on me? No. So, <laughs> no. Well, uh, no. Yeah. Just, just, just when. Just a little. Just a little. Um but I've, you know, you used to go to work and he would come home and we would talk about things and things that were frustrating, things that were good, things that, you know, anything in between. And now I actually see it and hear it. And I think, at, you know, we've had more conversations about that bridging the gap between corporate and entrepreneurial. Yes. And how to take some things from one and put it into the dealings of another and vice versa. Yeah. So what has been one of the things that you've learned working at home with your wife, who's an entrepreneur, what is the biggest thing that you've learned from me? Uh, she's very loud. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm Maybe kidding. not. Sometimes. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, I think it's that's that's a very good question. Uh, I think it's it's just um, you know kind of the the flexibility the flexibility that you have that I don't have, uh, and by that I mean in in corporate America because you're trying to bring so many different people together from different time zones and things like that, especially if you work for a global company like I do, it's you're very much schedule driven and the, it's the schedule is determined 90% of the time by other people and other people's availability. So that I think is, is something I probably didn't realize as much as I do now, you know, working with you is you're very, you, you have a schedule. Uh, I mean, but it's very flexible and you can change that schedule on the fly because, you know, depending upon what the day brings, you know, what your needs are, and those types of things. So it's not really, um, you have a lot more flexibility from that standpoint than, than I do in corporate America. Um, and she likes to call it corporate. You know? So if you've listened to the podcast, I'm sure you've heard her say that. It's, you know, she snubs her nose at us. You know, it's corporate I people. <laughs> not. Yeah. 
So, <laughs> so uh, I think that that's that's probably the one thing that I enjoy working from home more because I have more flexibility in my schedule. But uh, it I don't truly have the flexibility in my schedule that you do as an entrepreneur. So mm-hmm. that's that that would be the one thing that I would say is is something I'm I'm yeah. I'll say it. I'm jealous. Of it. So you know. you're jealous. Well, just you know, you know, because <laughs> you make your own rules, or you can make your own rules, right? You know, to to an extent. Well, I I make my own rules, but then I have to report to my boss. Your and boss. My boss and my boss sometimes you have a boss? Is, I do. Really? Yeah, myself. Oh. <laughs> okay. And sometimes I'm the worst boss ever. <laughs> That's true. I've told you that on occasion i know i know which i need to i need to you know get better at that and preach you know preach about being a good boss to myself yes so tell the listeners what the biggest thing was that you've learned over the years she's guiding me down a road i know (laughs) that you've learned over the years since i've been an entrepreneur um and just the biggest thing that you learned from me just about the entrepreneurial world, besides the flexibility. Besides the flexibility. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, there, there's been some things. You've you've uh, had some trainings and some mentors and everything that have that have taught you some things that uh, I've been able to implement some of uh, those things in my in my thinking and my the way I deal with people and those types of things. I think that that's that's really, I think, one of the things that, well, one of the big things that, that I've learned from you since you've been on this entrepreneurial journey, mm-hmm. you know, uh, like, um, you know, I'm looking at the wall here and I see a framework, you know, and I know, I know who taught you that and he's been on your podcast. He has. So, yeah. So Mr. Mel Abraham, yeah, Mel Abraham. Uh, you know, and, and the I've legend. had some, is he a legend? <laughs> he is. In his own mind? No, or, no, no, he's a legend. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I, uh, I did, um, uh, I did ha- get, uh, have an opportunity to, uh, to speak with Mel and, and we took a course from him, another course, not a framework course, but uh, I did have access to some of the framework, uh, course material. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, I went through it, and I said, you know, this would this would really work if I ever had the time. I should do this, you know, and, and put this together. And of course, you know, being in corporate America, somebody else had a better idea, and uh, you know, we uh, we are documenting all these things in a wiki. You know, that's a, one of our. It's a just a big. But you're going to get back to doing your framework. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, what I've what I've actually started to do was implement some of those framework. Ideolo- uh, ideas mm-hmm. into how we're putting the wiki together. So, so it's like I've I've, I've melded the two really? worlds together. Yes, I have. So, I see? did not know that. That's because I did not tell you that <laughs> until just now. So, well, look at that. Yeah, exactly. That so, is a surprise to me. Well, you know, I'm proud of you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> very proud of you. Mel is going to be proud of you. 
Do you think? Mel, if you're listening, you should be very proud of Dennis. Yes, he, will. he should be listening. He does, so. li- he does listen. Oh, well, that's good. He does. Yeah. He does. Okay. So, um, so tell everybody, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, keep it clean. Tell everybody <laughs> how we met and what attracted you to me. I didn't know we were going to get this person. Of course. Oh, okay. So we met. Uh, I was working at a small company, not SAP at the time. Well, first, just a little bit about my history. I've worked for SAP for almost 15 years now. Prior to that, and of course, we're a large multinational company. Uh, prior to that, I never worked for a company that was over, that was in multiple locations for the most part or that was over maybe 100, 150 employees. So, so imagine the culture shock going to a company who, you know, you think you're in their headquarters, which I do work out of the North American headquarters, but then you find out that there's a global headquarters that's in Germany. So, you know, yeah. anyways. But, uh, so I was working at a small insurance brokerage firm and uh, we were hiring an administrative assistant. So, and by we, I mean the company. Uh, this person was not going to work for me, but they wanted me to interview the, the candidates for the job to see if they had you know, the IT skills necessary for um, the position that they were interviewing for. So we interviewed a few people, and then we uh, we happened upon a Miss Teresa Galetta at the time, mm-hmm. and she came in, and uh, she interviewed, and then they said, "Okay, Dennis, you, you know, we want you to meet Teresa." And I said, "Okay," and then I went into the room and uh, asked her a few questions, and she got a little nervous, and she. Um, cursed. Drop, <laughs> drop she, the f bomb. She did. Try. Well, I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna say that. You said to keep it I clean. D- I'm, I didn't say the word. I just said I dropped the f bomb. She did. Yeah. So she did drop the f bomb, and she was very embarrassed about that. And I basically told her. I said, I said it's fine. I actually encourage the use of <laughs> profanity. It's, it's great stress reliever. <laughs> yeah. She laughed and everything, and then after the after the interview, um, I, what turned out to be her boss, the, the position that she was interviewing for, asked, said, "Well, what did you think?" And I said, "Well, she dropped the f bomb in, in the interview," and he laughed and he said, "You're kidding me," and I was like, "Oh no," <laughs> I said, "But she's fine." Was he like, we're not hiring? No, he was, he was, he just laughed and he thought that that was hilarious and, and everything. And the story did come up later after you were hired. Oh yes. Everything. Oh yes. Yeah. So that's how we met. And then, um, that was love at first sight on her part. (laughs) I mean, what's not to love? I know all natural. Exactly. So what attracted you to me in that moment? Well, you were, I, I or mean, not that moment, but. Well, I mean, you know, it was just that we, we grew. 
well, we just were working together and we had a budding relationship and, and you were, you were, are an attractive woman, you know, and I was. I was. Huh? <laughs> I was. Yeah. I like how you changed that. Were, are. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know. I'm I'm quick all on my natural. feet sometimes. All natural. Anyway, go ahead. So uh, so yeah, so we we um, worked together for a couple of years, and then uh, then you left the company, and and then uh, we just you know kept seeing each other and dating, and then I was you know at some point down the road, and quite far down the road, I asked quite, you to marry Mark, yeah, marry me. Quite quite far down the road. Yeah, well, you know. Let's, let's not get into my flaws. We'll be here for that the next week and a half. That would be a whole other Yeah, that's, huge a, that's a whole podcast series. Yes, that, that is a whole podcast series. So I'm going to switch gears a little bit. So Dennis always has a lot of really good advice and always has, a, has the ability and has a way of putting things into perspective that, um, you know, a lot of other people might see fear and you know, not really sure what to do. And Dennis has a way of putting things into perspective that really help people to face a lot of trials and tribulations and, and things that they're afraid to go through. So with everything that's going on in the world, everything that's going on with the economy, you know, a lot of small businesses are starting to get a little nervous, a lot nervous. And, you know, you and I have these conversations all the time about, you know, what to do and what's going to happen. If you were to give advice to these people, knowing what you know about me um, and things that I've been through and things that you know that I've helped people to achieve, um, as well as what you're going through on a, on a different level, what kind of advice would you give to these people with everything that they've been through and everything that's happening? Well, I guess if you talk about there, there's there's two major things that are going on basically in the world today. I mean, you know, we're still dealing with COVID and the pandemic. and I mean, there, you know, there's outbreaks and it seems like COVID is not ever going to go away. Right. It's just going to be with us, you know, forever. Um, so like the flu, that's what everybody's equating it to. But, you know, right. I think it's a little more serious than the flu, but hey, OK. Um so that that's one thing that everybody at this point, I would think, you know, two plus years out uh, should have wrapped their head around and should have some type of strategy with dealing with. Um, and if you don't, then you need to speak to my wife. Because <laughs> yeah, she'll help you with that. But uh, but uh, anyway, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But uh, if if you um, the the other thing is the the war in Ukraine and the effect that it's having on our economy, um, that that is something that I mean you should you should already have some sort of plan about with you know, what if there was another downturn in the economy, um, and and how you need to position yourself in order to deal with this. There's a lot of things that you could do. Uh, I know one of the things that you promote a lot is 
making sure you have alternate multiple different sources of income. You know, if the only thing you do is online sales, then, you know, maybe you should have some type of local or direct sales. If the only thing you do is, you know, if you have a brick and mortar store or something like that, then you should really think about, you know, having an online presence and doing online sales. Um, if, you know, with your lines of business, your, we call them lines of business in the big corporate world, <laughs> you know, but with your different, your different products, you know, maybe it's time that you expand your product line or, or you narrow the focus of your product line. You know, so you carry less inventory, mm-hmm. but then you do a higher volume of sales on the specific things that you do carry. Right. So I think, you know, there, it, that's really a, a general type of question that you, um, you know, it, it, the answer is going to be different for every every entrepreneur that's out there. But those are the types of things, in, you know, in my perspective, that you should just kind of have running have through your plan. head, and, you know, and, and get a plan to, uh, to execute something on that, that line. So how about like that whole thing of, cause you and I deal, you talk me through stuff all the time, mm-hmm. moving through difficult times and challenges and fear. What is your biggest piece of advice that you can give people? Well, a lot of it is, I mean, you know, of course, fear is an emotion. I mean, and you, you need to, you need to, especially when you talk about business, you need to kind of take the emotion out of it. Because one of the things that I tell people is, is especially, you know, working in IT, things break, stuff goes wrong. You start getting phone calls, you start getting, you know, you know, executives asking what's going on, you're ruining my business, you know, and that type of thing. And my biggest saying is, um, remain calm at all times. Because it's it's when you start to get, you know, anxious or anything else. That's when you start to make makes mistakes, and that's when you start to make the problem worse. Mm-hmm. Um, so, being afraid is fine, but when you start to think about the solution or the problem that you have and everything else, you need to take take being afraid and put it off to the side, and really start to deal with the cold hard facts of where you are and where you are today and where you want to be and how to move forward through it. Uh, you know, it's the, the big things. Fear, you know, has you make mistakes. When you're angry, you also make a ton of mistakes. So if there's somebody out there that is, you know, made you upset for whatever reason, you can't react to that. Um, one of the things that we say is we get emails that, you know, take everybody off. Um, all the time. And one of the things we say is when you get something that really makes you upset and you just want to fire back a response and everything, it's kind of like you can write it and then delete it and then not respond to that email for another, you know, 6, 12, 24 hours or something like that. Make sure you delete it and you don't hit send. Yeah. We've (laughs) known people that have done that. Yes. And it's not good. Yeah. Did that, you ever hear the that ac- ends poorly? Yes, that ends very poorly. Did you ever hear the acronym um, "fear is false evidence appearing real"? I never heard that. No. Yeah, yeah, false really? evidence appearing real. Fear is just something that we think is one thing, but it's really not. It's showing. It's it's actually 
a lie that we're telling ourselves. Yeah. False evidence appearing real. Okay. So you learned something today. I did. Yeah. I, did. I learned something every day. <laughs> so, um, so this has been a, a great conversation. Are you enjoying yourself? Immensely. Immensely? Yes. I was looking forward to this and until you said, we're just going to riff. <laughs> and then I said, then I said, uh, no, we're just going to have, we're going to have coffee. We're just going to do a chat. I do have coffee. Yes. Nice. Well, and you have coffee and I have water. So nice. yeah. All right. So I have a couple questions for you as we start to wrap up. You know, people have asked me before we wrap up, people have asked me what role does your husband play in your business? And I'm like, well, he was my business manager, but I fired him Shit. many times over. Yeah. But I don't think that's, I don't think that's true. You do have a role. What do you think your role is in my business? What my role in your business? Uh, trusted advisor. You know, that's funny. Cause I was thinking that too. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it's like you thought it and it came out here. Exactly. <laughs> See, they say when you're married for a while, you start to think alike. Share a brain. Share a brain. That's not good. You don't want yeah, to be no, I don't want to share. No, I don't. <laughs> I definitely don't. Exactly. Um, all right. So tell us what is something interesting about you that people don't, people might not know. Might not know? Mm hmm well, anybody who knows me knows that I'm a huge Formula One fan. Uh, what is your nickname? The Toe. <laughs> and yes. why is it The Toe? Well, me and a group of guys, two, two guys in particular, uh, we have been to Formula One races in the United States since the year 2000. Uh, and we did not go to the Miami race this past weekend but uh yeah we've been to every formula one race in the united states since the year 2000 when they moved to indianapolis and um i arrange the trips so i get the tickets i get well everybody now since we go to austin everybody gets their plane fare but i used to get the rv when we drove out to indianapolis and you know the food and everything else and they always they always would ask me they would be like, okay, so what are we doing today? And then one day they kick, they come up with the nickname that I'm the toe because I make sure that, you know, everything's set and all that. And then we go and we have a good time. Just like the big toe. Yeah, just like Sergeant Hulka and Stripes. Yes. <laughs> the big toe. Without a big toe, you can't walk. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. So what, what else is something interesting that people might not know about you? Uh, I don't know. Well, I've been working in the IT industry for 40 years. Uh, so that's that's something people don't realize. Uh, one other thing is uh, I was on the internet before it was the internet. So I was uh, back before the internet was public, was made public to everybody. It was, uh, it was the DARPAnet, ARPANET, the Advanced Research Projects Administration Network. Hmm. So I had an ARPANET email address. <laughs> I did. Interesting. I don't know what it was. <laughs> I can't remember. That was too long ago. <laughs> so, but yeah. 
So I've been on the internet since the late 80s. Okay. Wow. Late 80s. Yeah. So, huh. yeah. What do you miss about the 80s? Nothing. Your OP shorts? <laughs> no. What? OP shorts? Your OP shorts. No. I don't I don't really miss much about the 80s. I love the 80s. We had this conversation the other day. Yes, we did. Yeah. So. And the other thing people might not know is Dennis is extremely emotional. Why do you say that? <laughs> you are. Oh. We don't want to get it. Everybody that knows him, they all think he's like this big giant teddy bear. It always makes people feel calm and feel good. I try. Yeah. Okay. So. You you succeed. Oh, thank you. And the dogs. It's very sweet. And the doggies love you. Wow. Uh, yeah. They've they've grown accustomed to me. <laughs> so. All right. So, one more question. You Just probably, one more? Probably, I thought you had a whole series. You're probably going to hate me for this. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one more question. Can I refuse to answer this question? Sure. No. I ask everybody, I ask every um, every person that I interview, I ask this question. Okay. What are you most grateful for? What am I most grateful for? Yeah. Oh, it's my lovely wife. <laughs> I'm very grateful for her. Sweet. So I'm a, I'm a hard person to live with. Just ask her, and uh, she has you know stuck with me by my side. So I'm very grateful for that. Thanks, honey. You're welcome. See, bonus points. <laughs> Stop. All right. Well, this was a great episode, and I hope that everyone enjoyed meeting my husband and me spilling the whiskey on him on some things about him. Um, and hopefully you got some, um, insight as to, you know, I know a lot of people are transitioning from working in an office to working from home to even, you know, with the great resignation, changing jobs. So, um, hopefully you gotten some insights from him as to some of the things that he's been through but also how to deal with certain situations that come up that might not be things that we want to deal with, but we need to deal with them anyway. So is there any last words of advice or anything you want to say? Uh, no, I'm just, I thank you for having me on your podcast. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> you know, hey. And, you know, if you'd like to have me on in the future. You know, I think we're going to do coffee. I'm right down the hall. I know. <laughs> I don't have to go far. I think we're going to have coffee um, with Claudio that was on the podcast before. Really? So you, me, and Claudio will have coffee. Coffee with Dennis and Claudio. Oh, God knows where that's going to be. So we are both um, very good friends with Claudio. And uh, Claudio was on several episodes ago. So maybe we'll have to have him back yeah. for an afternoon chat. I know. Like I said, he told me. He said, "Just give me, just give me warning, so I can, so I can wear the right stuff this time." I was like, "Okay," because we'll be on video next time. Oh, we will. Yes. Oh, yes. doing video podcast. Doing now? video. We're do both video and audio. Oh my gosh! So. Then I'll have to shave. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And I would love um, for you, um, if you're listening, obviously, um, if you would subscribe to the podcast or also leave a review, let me know what you loved about this podcast, um, as well as things that you would love to hear um, that maybe I haven't touched on yet. So when you have a minute, if you could just do me a solid and leave me a review and also make sure that you subscribe to the podcast so that you get updates as to when we release new episodes. Um, but until next week, I hope you all have a great rest of your week. I hope we all take care of each other just a little bit more than we already do. And again, thank you so much for joining us, Dennis. We, this is good. This is fun. Thank you. I'm, I'm happy that you have asked me. Pleased that you thought that this was a good episode. <laughs> okay. And I'm sure everybody right. else will too. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Bye for now. Hey there, it's Teresa, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad that you join me every week to listen to this podcast. This podcast has been a dream of mine. And when we hit episode 100, I was super, super, super excited. And I know now we are on our way to episode 200. If you like what you hear, and I know you do because you're here, I would love, love, love if you could head on over and leave us a review, either on iTunes, on Google Play, on Stitcher, on whatever it is that you're listening to, um, listening to this podcast, I would absolutely love it. When we get reviews, when we get, you know, five stars, it, it enables us to show up higher in the different categories so that more people can find us and we can make a difference in more small business owners lives. So I would love, love, love if you could go on and leave me a review and also tell me what you love. Tell me what you, what you want to hear more of and how I can help you because that's what I'm here for. I am here to give you real life experiences, real life coaching, real life stories from my work, my experience helping small business owners to build their business, but also helping to, or me actually building and growing several of my own businesses. So if you love what you hear, please go over and leave a review. It would be absolutely amazing. It would mean so much to me, but until next week, take care and I will see you soon.